Blog Talk Radio.
All right, here we go. Yes, sir, the good times, baby. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is uh, on the, you're on the We Are Everyday People Global, Global Internet Radio Network, and this is South Shore Tars for Life. This is a show that after our uh, 40th reunion of the Class of 75 uh, this last summer, not this one summer, but the last summer, uh, I decided to uh, dedicate a show solely for uh, my heart and soul, and that's the uh, South Shore alumni. I mean, I love South Shore. And uh, it's, it's to the point to when I'm around my alumni, I just don't want to leave. Uh, that's, it's, it's just another dimension. It's that preppy feeling. It, it just never leaves you. I don't care how old you get. So I didn't want the spirit to die. So, therefore, I did what I did, and uh, here we are. And today, we have a special show. All the shows are special, but this one kind of just, you know, how you just put a little more salt on the, on the greens, you know, just have a little more spice to it, just a little something about it and that, that's that's how the night is because this is this is a special show because i have on uh with us the montgomery sisters uh those of you uh, uh, and bryn Mawr and, and also south shore i uh, can go back and, and you remember uh, the montgomery sisters you remember robin and you remember rachel and dina and uh and, and even yeah i remember i remember y'all give some gotta spread my love to y'all i remember she was in diapers she don't know none of us but uh i i, I recall her when she was brought into this world and we also uh I want to acknowledge Sister Deborah Rogers, uh, who was a, uh, I guess you want to call it a heartfelt adopted sister, uh, and we'll we'll go into how that all went about and just go back in the time and uh, bring ourselves back up to date and what these young ladies are doing. They're all uh, looking good and sounding good, and I tell you, I'm going to uh, take time out to just come on with it and just uh, welcome uh, Robin Montgomery McLean, Rachel Rush, uh, Rachel Montgomery Rush. And Dina Montgomery Noakai. We're waiting on Deborah Rogers. But ladies, uh, how are y'all doing today? Oh, we're good. I'm, I'm good. amazing. Let's, so how are uh, you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm I'm excited to have you all on the phone. Uh, I was trying to get Deborah Rogers on, and hopefully we can get her to, to call in and uh, have her be a part. I want her to be a part of this also if she can. But uh, what we'll do, we'll start. We'll uh, we'll we'll kind of start with Robin. Uh, we're gonna just kind of go <laughs> okay. back, to Robin, and, and, and we're gonna we, we're gonna hit on everybody. So y'all, don't y'all think I'm getting away? Cause I'm gonna get all of you. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> so, so Keith, how how do we do this? Can we jump in and say something, or is it only when you um, call us individually? Feel, feel free to jump in to chime in. Uh, we are at, we are at the, at the round table. This is not necessarily a one on one. I'll start with one, and we'll work around. But if you want to chime in with something, feel absolutely free to do so. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. But we'll 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 start with Robin. We'll go back because uh, we're we're in the same class, and uh, you know we we kind of go back just maybe a little maybe a day or two further than you are. You know what I mean? So uh, mm-hmm. Robin, I know that uh, I know when I look back in, in time, and when I'm just kind of chilling at home, and just kind of think about those days, uh, those preppy days, those Brenmar days back back during that time. Uh, I, I know mm-hmm. what comes to mind with me, but what, what comes to mind with you when you have that moment when you're just looking back there, uh, let's, you know, starting with the Bryn Mawr on up through, through South Shore, what, what comes to mind uh, when you think about those times? Okay, I'm going to tell you. First of all, I want to say hello to everybody that may be listening. Um, it's been a long time, and I miss Bryn Mawr, and I miss my friends and everyone from Bryn Mawr and then through South Shore. And when I think about Bryn Mawr, I think about all the fun we had in the 7th and 8th grade because we had some awesome teachers there. 
some awesome features, and yeah. we had a, a we had a lot of fun. We were really really connected like family. I tell yeah, you what, we, I really remember from from Bryn Mawr especially is the uh, the snowball fights that we would have, where the <laughs> guys this, would throw the the hard fleshy ice balls at us. That, now this is Dina. Yeah. This is this is Dina talking <laughs> now, right? That's, that's Rachel. Rachel. That's, that's Rachel. Rachel. Okay, Rachel. Go ahead, Rachel. Let it roll. That was yeah. That that was amazing. I mean, we would go home and get in trouble because we'd be soaked, but the guys would not let us out the playground. They would <laughs> smush ice balls in our faces. I remember that vividly. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> Dina, how about you? That sounds like something I would have seriously dodged. <laughs> That's Rachel's memory, but I think I would, I would have been running from something like that. But and I remember, the, 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 like Robin said, the excellent teachers, Mr. Bennett, um, Mr. Bishop. I remember all those teachers from Vermont. Mr. Lewis. They were exceptional. Mr. Lewis, Mr. Carter. Uh, Miss Clay, Mr. Bishop, Mr. Burden. Hey, let's let's welcome Deborah, Sister Deborah Rogers, who will join us. How are you doing, Sister Deborah? Ooh. Okay, how are you? Keith? Hey, Deb. All right, we have Ray. So here we have the Montgomery sisters. Uh, okay, so now going up into uh, South Shore days, I, I guess we'll we'll start we'll start this time. We'll start with us. Uh, we'll go with Dina. You know, when when you when you look back, because all of you all of you uh, young ladies were were smart ladies, were smart girls. I mean, that's a that's a mm-hmm. com- compliment to you all. And uh, I know for Thank a fact you. that I know Dina and Montgomery, Dina and uh, Robin both graduated a year early. Uh, so Dina, when you look yeah. back at South Shore, what 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 do you have any uh, thing to kind of stick out here? Um, I do. I I remember the pep rallies in that little circle mm-hmm. underneath the building. I thought that was so clever how that was built. And we used to have lots of fun at the pep rallies. Um, I distinctly remember the really good football players like Bill Fisher and Carl Fisher. And I went to college with those, those guys, too. So, um, yeah, we had wonderful times at South Shore High School and um, some of my favorite memories were uh, black history classes, um, my art classes. What was that? I, I had 7 a.m. art class. That was ridiculous, but it was zero <laughs> period. I remember that. And I used to, used to mess my clothes up, and for the rest of the day, I'd be staying. <laughs> but the art class was, <laughs> was fun. It was always a lot of fun. Rachel, Rachel, what, well, what comes I, to your, what comes, Rachel, what comes to your mind when you when you think about those those years, those preppy years? Oh man, South Shore was the bomb. I remember just like she said, the pep rallies were were amazing. You know, we had so much school spirit because we all we pretty much all grew up together, and the the dances were we. You know, nobody would stand around. Everybody was sweating and the long songs, and it was amazing. And the art, the uh, the art fairs. Oh yeah. Well, they could they couldn't touch us and our track team, but we were amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South Shore. Very Deborah, what do you think? That's me. What? That's just me that jumped in. I'm sorry, Keith. I just don't know how to just sit here and be quiet. 
Oh no, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. I, I encourage that. We, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Uh, Deborah, when you, I, I know we go back to eighth grade. I'll never forget. I tell you, one of, one of my favorite years of all of school was that eighth grade class with Mr. Burton uh, at the Robert yeah. A. Black. And, and I can was, remember they took me out of Mr. Burton's classroom, Keith. I remember that. And uh, I don't know. They were adding on Mr. Bishop. Remember, he first came. And you were crying. When I think we was in seventh or eighth grade. No, it had to be eighth grade. It no, eighth grade. it was seventh grade because they took me out of. Uh, no, it was eighth grade because Mr. Bishop, they took me out of uh, Mr. B- Burton's room. I love Mr. Burton. Right. Mm-hmm. And they took me out of there, and you'd have swerving down. Somebody attacked me. Cause I that remember that. Was my heart. <laughs> I loved him. He made me want to go to Bryn Mawr, okay? He was so cool. So when, when you, when you, yeah, coming, out of there, coming out of there and going up in the South Shore, Deborah, do, do, you, do you ever sit back and just chill and just let, you know, just let those passing thoughts go through? And what, what, what thoughts pass your mind uh, about that time? Yeah, well, now, you know, it's so nice that we can come together, you know, at the reunions, because our year, they give something, a picnic every year. And that'd be, that's so amazing to me, because of the people that show up that didn't hardly speak to you during the school year, that just know your first name, your middle name, and everything. So I enjoyed oh. South Shore. I enjoyed the nice people. We had very smart, good-looking people, you know, that wasn't, you know, afraid to mingle and stuff. You know what, um, Keith, I ran into a girl that was the year before us, and she was on the cheerleading squad. I ran into her at the University of Chicago. And um, I told her, she didn't remember me, but I told her, I said, I remember you. You was on the prep squad. And, man, she laid me out with a whole big stack of parking tickets, okay, that I could come there and park for free. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You you know, if you acknowledge that you went to South Shore, there's an automatic bond there, you know? Oh. Uh, Robin, Robin, we, we'll, when you, yes. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to add on to this question. I'm, the, the same question I asked the, the other ladies. Uh, when, when you kind of think back at, at the South Shore days, and in, in addition to that, who who was your circle at that time? As far as who could you de- count on to depend on when you needed them, and what what educators uh, gave you the most influence? And can you think of anything in particular that was in- influential to you back then that you're still using uh, today? Um, well, a number of things. First, first and foremost, though, um, the the friends that I had that came from um, Bryn Mawr, you know, with us to South Shore, Andrew Ross and Jackie Young. You remember those folks, um, Keith? Oh, yeah. Craig oh, yeah. Cox, Kevin Farmer, you know, the, the whole group of, of folks that came with. And I remember – my um, counselor, and I don't remember her name, and I'm hoping that somebody can remember the counselor that we had that probably was dealing with those that had letter M. Ms. Was it Miss Smith? Miss Smith. Smith was yeah. the woman that helped propel me to the next level in my life because I went to her. I don't know if you remember, but, Keith, we had left South Shore for um, several months, and my mom had moved us to Africa, to West Africa. Oh, really? I and didn't know that. 
we were gone. I don't know how long were we gone, you guys? Maybe six months. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, about six months. And so we were gone, and we came back because we missed we missed being in the states so badly. So we came back, and I was so afraid that my mother was gonna up and move us again at another time <laughs> that I went to Miss Smith, <laughs> and I said, Miss Smith, I I can't I can't be at home another year and risk. Um, leaving the country again. I said, I want to graduate. And this was in my junior year. And so she, even though we came mid-year, Miss Smith said, well, Robin, if you take two Englishes, two sciences, two maths, two history, you know, et cetera, she said, then you will be able to graduate. You'll only have a few credits that you'll need to take over the summer, and you'll be able to graduate in your junior year. And that woman helped me. She helped me find a school to go to, you know. I told wow. her I didn't want to leave the state. I wanted to be still in the States, but I wanted to be far away from home that my mom just couldn't pop in and visit me every five minutes. And <laughs> she told me, Miss <laughs> Smith told me about Bradley University. She helped me with my application. I sent that application, got accepted, and sight unseen, I never even did a college visit. I showed up at Bradley on the first day of school, and the, my life has just been history since then. Miss Smith, I love Miss Smith. She helped me. She helped me. I'm sure she helped so many students, but she took the time to listen to me. She really helped me. I love that woman. So that that's something that I truly remember, and that's why you guys didn't see me in 1975 when you were graduating because I was in your class. I, I did notice that. I noticed that. Man, that's interesting. I keep, I'm glad you noticed that, that I wasn't Keith. there. Yeah. I, 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 well, no, we, we missed you. We know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Dina, do you, Dina, do you recall any? Yes, help me too. Who, who, who was that? Was he that Rachel? Too? That's Dina. No, that's you Dina. keep thinking I'm Rachel. We sound alike, they say. We do sound alike. Okay. This is Dina. No, go ahead, mm-hmm. Dina. Dina, Dina, as far as who, yeah, uh, Miss, who Miss, comes Miss to mind. Miss Smith helped me, too. Um, but I got to tell you, I didn't know that story about Robin. I didn't know how <laughs> she had gone uh-huh. to Miss Smith like that. Miss Smith I came did. to me on her own and offered me the option of graduating early. And she I knew thought, about are you for real? Maybe she came to me, Robin, after you went to her. And she's like, let me help this other one out, too. So, yeah, she came to me, and she offered me the option of graduating early. I didn't have a lot of classes to take, just a couple. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay, I'll do this. And I was sad to leave my class. Me, too. Um, Happy to be graduating, but I was sad to leave my class because, you know, all my buddies were in, graduated in um, 77, and I graduated in 76. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's nice to know that there's Facebook, and because of Facebook, I've been able to reconnect with some of those friends. And just like Robin, I had friends who went from Bryn Mawr with me to South Shore. And so I've reconnected with some of them today, and I love that. I love reconnecting. I, I, th- I think Facebook is incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I hear, when I, whenever I hear people saying anything negative about Facebook, I, the first thing I think is, well, if you're getting something negative out of it, then you must be putting something negative into it. Because uh-huh. it's, been inc- <laughs> it's been incredible. It's been incredible. Uh, 
Uh, okay, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel, when when yeah. you think back uh, back in the influence on you uh, as far as educators and who was your circle and uh, what any any particular influence that anyone given you that you can still use that. Well. Uh, I was the uh, probably the only one that actually graduated with my class. <laughs> Nobody was trying to come and talk to me and say, you want to graduate? <laughs> they didn't talk to me either, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Sorry, get that kind of treatment. <laughs> because I was the one that they always said, you know, you're not quite as smart as your sisters. <laughs> oh, well, not only that, Ray, that I never had Miss Smith. I had Miss Wilson. And she made sure that I got in a school, okay? With my you. classroom. <laughs> you know, but oddly enough, even with the fact that I wasn't quite as brilliant as my sister, <laughs> I still managed to get in the medical careers club. And I'm like, you said, I don't know. I was uh, <laughs> I was like on a fifteen. How I got there, I don't know. <laughs> so I must have something right in that time. But you ask me that stuff right now, and I'm I don't know. She's just a little bit of a late bloomer. I, I realize that now, but you know that whole move to Africa and all that—that that did have an effect on me as well. Yeah. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm going to go to Deborah with that question, and I want to go back quickly because I didn't know about the Africa, and I kind of re- the Africa situation. I want to reflect on that, but I want to go to Deborah and give her a chance to ask the same question as far as uh, who, who uh, was her circle during that time, during that, that those prepper years, and. As far as educators, can can you recall there any particular advice you were given that you can say uh, helped yeah, to groom you? Yeah, Miss uh, Wilson made me feel like there was hope, you know, and uh, I didn't think I was too ready for um, start working right then. Since <laughs> I had been working all my life, <laughs> I was ready to stay in school. So you know, she gave me a count, you know, a countdown on how I would. Um, inner school and what things, you know, that I would probably be interested in, you know, and I had real good educated friends. I don't know how they knew about it, and I didn't, and we were in the same grade. (laughs) But they (laughs) led me on, you know, and uh, gave me schools that I wanted to go to in, you know, in in Illinois. So because I was uh, applying at... uh, Dillard and schools like that in Louisiana But when I got accepted at SIU I figured that was my clue To just go on And I did And I ended up graduating from there It was several people that uh, came to um, SIU with me Like uh, uh, Dolores Crawford, Linda Foster And uh, what was oh, I haven't heard name? Uh, no, I was just saying I hadn't heard those names in years. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Linda Foster. What was her friend's name? I forget what her friend name, but uh, 
she went down there with me and um Jatan, I don't know if you remember him, that was my good buddy, Jatan Williams. Uh he went there mm-hmm. with me and he was mostly my hangout buddy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, even though I missed home, you know, I had those people to kinda keep me and Robin would come visit me. Yes. And I that would. would be nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a real good time at SIU. Yes, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the people down there kept me from getting homesick. I had no idea that I would be that homesick, but the people that I was, you know, involved with at uh, South Shore, I mean, you know, that came down with me to SIU, you know, they made things a lot better for me. You know, Like family, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing mm-hmm. I, I noticed. Uh, you know, I, I've only gone to one high school, South Shore, and uh, so I couldn't honestly say how it is in other schools. But there's something about South Shore, and there's something about that class. I would say, especially between 1971 and 1978, uh, there's something uh-huh. about. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, especially 75. I'm sorry. But All right, about, then. Don't be sorry, oh, baby. Right. Don't be that's sorry. Right. <laughs> they best to be you sorry. Right they went with us. Okay, how about that? I'm 
for a little while we stayed on the um, University of College, University of Ghana um, campus. Lagos. And Lagos campus. And then um, we ended up getting um, a home there where we were living. But we did have some experiences where we actually were in the villages and, and spending time in the huts with the, the clay huts and the, the ground. So we went, we experienced a full gamut. Um, yeah, we 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 got uh, it was a tribe that uh, we were told about. I don't think we actually went up there that uh, eat people that were camels, cannibals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that was real shocking. So Deborah, you you, you went to yeah. Africa also? Uh, yeah, yeah. Both of my sisters. Okay, now, <laughs> okay, now, 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 now that we're on yeah, that, let's, I went. <laughs> let's, 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 let's go into that a little bit. Let's go into that because I know that, uh, uh, you know, we have the, the Montgomery sisters and you were taken in and uh, as a sister and you've been sisters for all these years now. How, how did that come about and uh, how, how was your life before that and what, what did it do with your life after of the take-in. Keith, all I know is I was brought into a world that I knew nothing about. You know, <laughs> uh, their mother was up cooking pancakes 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, combing hair, singing songs, and <laughs> getting them off to school. And I came from a house like, you ain't got no breakfast. Well, that ain't my problem. <laughs> into this and it was just amazing you know how much you know that I hadn't been exposed to but she exposed me you know she let me make my own decisions which was overwhelming for me I guess we were in seventh grade by then and she took me out for my birthday and she let me make all the decisions and I didn't have a clue Mm -hmm. so that was that was that was something else. So you know, of course, my mother called hell because I let her know the other life that I knew. <laughs> and and Keith, the way that it came about was Deborah and I were best friends, and yeah. you know, so I knew she was having a little bit of a difficult time, a little bit of a difficult time mm-hmm. in her environment. Wonderful mommy, I love her mom, um, mm-hmm. but but Deb was was Deb was struggling and. I came home from school one day. I had just, you know, had enough of, of trying to sneak her out and sneak her into our house. I mean, we were buddies. And I asked my, my mother if she could live with us. And she said, as long as Deborah's mother says it's okay. And Deb, you remember, she, she, she had my to your mom. At the door, Keith. <laughs> yeah. She asked Deborah's mother, and Deborah's mother instantly said, yeah, take her. <laughs> so she moved wow. in with us in the there. seventh grade, and she's been with us ever since. Yeah. Well, I can I can recall the closeness of you guys uh, back in the days. I didn't I didn't know that uh, you you lived uh, as sisters, but I knew that it was clearly uh, clear how close the two of you were. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that, that's the that's the, that is a beautiful story though. That's a yep, beautiful story. And her yeah. mother loved me. She loved me. I miss her so much. Yeah. Let's go with Dina. I haven't heard Dina's voice in a minute. Dina, what's what's happening with Dina oh, Noah Kai today? How's your how's your life? <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. You know, I I just have a couple of comments about the trip to Africa. Okay. Your phone in. She 
um, that was a, a wonderful experience. We did want mm-hmm. to come back home because we were very, very challenged there. As smart as we thought we were, the schools were very, very difficult for us there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took us to um, the University of um, Accra, The International School of Ghana. Test, International School of Accra, that's what it was, for mm-hmm. testing. And so we did the test. He was going to put us in school there. And we did well on all the tests except for math. The math we had never mm-hmm. seen before. So when she asked us, she said, well, what do you think? And we thought, well, you know, we'll be all right with every subject except for math. I can get what you can. And mm-hmm. we, we, we really didn't feel we were going to do well. We thought we were going to be, like, seriously challenged academically in those schools because they were just on a different page. The Plus, the schools were were schools that you had boarding schools. They were not they were boarding schools. Yeah, we we'd have to be all separated. We were going to all be separated in the boarding school. Yeah, yeah. So we we didn't like that aspect of it, but it was a no. phenomenal experience. Um, my mother took us to. We got to visit the slave castle there, in El Nina. Yeah, and. The and Ghana is a beautiful country, and we did stop in some other African countries while we were there. It was a wonderful experience, but at that time in our lives, we really wanted to be home with our mm-hmm. friends. When we wanted to be back at a South Shore situation, as now, opposed now we, to um. Uh, um go ahead. Deborah? Go ahead. We can hear you, Dan. That sounds like Messiah. Somebody got a lot of stuff going on as usual. That's okay. We'll roll with it. You're interrupting the show. Let me ask you this. I'm going to go back in the room where I was. Okay. Okay. It was an invaluable experience, Keith. When you when before you got there, did, did did you did you know were the people like there waiting to embrace you when you got there? Did you go there from scratch? Did, did you did you have like a network of people looking forward to you getting there? And one more question: How did they treat Americans in general, and how were you guys treated in particular by the people, the native people? They, uh, um, we we were treated very well. First of all, they yeah. were really impressed with us being Americans. Mm-hmm. So of course they thought we were filthy, filthy rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we had people that was waiting on us hand and foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the villages, they called us European. They thought, right. <laughs> yeah, they thought they, we were yeah. European. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. villages, in the city, you know, it was different. They understood that we were African Americans from the United States. But they did think we were wealthy because we came from the United States. Mm-hmm. And, and we um, were not. But, <laughs> we were definitely were not. Um, we we had a good time. We were challenged. We were missing things like really silly stuff like hamburgers. We had to hunt down a hamburger place, and we found one, and it was not like the hamburgers in the States, but it was good stuff. Um, we had a hard time finding <laughs> candy bars in the cocoa capital of the world. That's cruel. Yeah. We did find them. The candy bars were very expensive, but um, there were hey, a lot of things. They were so we good, missed. though, and me and Deborah they found a way to, to supply ourselves. Yes, we did. <laughs> I did have one. You know, it wasn't all. I do have one really funny story of me and Deborah in, uh, in Accra. <laughs> they had slot machines. 
all over the place. And before we got there, anybody could, you know, use a slot machine. So no matter what age. Were, we, no matter what age, we were doing the slot machine all two or three times a day, winning money so we could get peanuts and golden trees. Right. <laughs> and we won, we won so much money that we came back and they had signs all over the slot machines. No miners. <laughs> so we won all oh, that money, baby. <laughs> wow. yeah, I didn't know about that. The bars oh. and everything, no matter how what age you were, they was letting you in to gamble. Wow. And we were oh, winning yeah. us some money. Never Rachel hit the plate. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a great experience, Keith. We had a we we had a good time. We had our passports stolen a couple times, mm-hmm. and um, so that was that was you know we were very fearful then because it, you know without a passport you can't leave the country, and um, wow. we were we able to get things rectified beautifully. We got our passports back. We stopped in Switzerland and Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, that was the best. Mm-hmm. We were treated like queens there. First of all, they were not too familiar with black people. No, we got so, scared and then, a lot. Uh, you know, Robin, her mother, and her baby sister had these, The you know, how their eyes are. Right. So they right. were just like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> we didn't know black people had eyes like that. <laughs> And what mm-hmm. is this little yeah. girl? <laughs> yeah, it was. We had an experience. We really had an experience. But when we came back, we all got to to business, you know, so that we could go on with our lives. And and we've all gone on and had husbands and raised children and got grandchildren yeah, you know, and grandchildren and. And yeah, me and Robin and Rachel and Dina are still bestest friends. Okay, I, 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 yeah. I can feel I can feel the love. I can feel it. I mean, amongst you guys, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, especially mm-hmm. in these days and times. What we're gonna do now? What what I always do during the show? I always take an old school break. I always play an old school cut because uh, we lost our <laughs> music, and, and and when we lost our music, we lost our damn minds. And I think if we can get our music back, I think if we can get our music back, it'll it'll play a part in getting us on the right track. I mean, that music has programmed, especially I used to do a lot of the things that are going on today. But we'll take an old school break if y'all can just hang with me for a minute while we'll play a cut and we'll come right back and we'll pick it up uh, from where we left off. How's that? Y'all good with that? All right. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. So are you ladies there? Yeah. yeah. What's going on there, Robin? You ain't going to be okay with your good memory. All right. Ooh. Would you mind if I touch, if I kiss, if I held you tight in the morning light? Yeah. Would you mind if I said how I felt to lose? Oh, my God. 
And we are back. We are back. We are back, man. I tell you, ain't no school like the old school. No, that was nice. Right. That was. We were singing it. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> that was Y'all can hear nice. me. <laughs> yeah. So let's I let's. Uh, hear you I was too, Deb. I was singing too. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just well, was actually singing yeah. by myself. <laughs> hey, you so know, let's I, go. I went to. I went to school with uh, Shaka Khan's brother. He went to South Shore. His name was Mark Stevens. He used to walk around with a blue leather jacket, and he'd be singing all the time, and he always had a guitar on his back. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Very cool. 
Yeah, I remember that, Ray. Okay. So let, let's uh let, let's let's bring it up let's bring it up to a more current time. I know that uh, we've all gone through uh we'll just say life and uh, yeah. marriages and uh, me me marriage is plural and uh, kids and grandkids. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll, we'll 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 start with the baby of the group, uh, Sister Rachel. Rachel, how how how's right. things? How was things coming out of uh, South Shore for you, and uh, as leading up to what's going on with uh, with with your life now? Um, well, I got married. I I think believe it was like nineteen, and I've been married ever since. It'll be thirty six years in December, wow. right? Yeah. I've got three three children. Um, I have three grandchildren that I just adore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am a retired landscaper. And my birthday's tomorrow. Hey. Oh, really? Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Happy early birthday to you, man. Thank nothing you. Like nothing like experiencing another birthday, I tell you. So you're retired and you're enjoying retirement. You don't, you don't miss it. You're not craving to go back to work every day, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. no I, <laughs> I have little grandbabies, so I just kind of watch the grandbabies. I got you. Well, I'm good. Dina, I'm good. Dina, what's happening with the Dina Noakai? Uh, we're going to get into uh, – we're going to go through this, then we're going to get specifically into into your book. But uh, oh, we can get into that now. But what's been going on with you since uh, high school and uh, where are you at right now? Um, I did get married. Um, like you, Keith, I've had two husbands, uh, two marriages. And, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I have two beautiful children from my first marriage. <laughs> yeah, some of us were not lucky enough to be married like Ray and Robin for over 30 years and Deborah. Mm-hmm. But um, I have two children, a boy and a girl, and one grandchild whom I just adore. Um, I'm very proud of my children. They're very successful. They've got college degrees and doing well. Um, I am a retired teacher now. I worked for Chicago Public Schools for um, about 30 years, and I'm an author now. I'm just writing books. Okay, we're going to go into that a little more in depth. So we're going to go, Deborah, what's happening with Deborah Rogers right now? And anybody who remembers uh, Jeffrey Rogers' brother Speedy, really popular brother back in school, Uh, Deborah and Speedy are cousins. I didn't know that until I ran into Deborah at the Dixie Kitchen restaurant. And Lansing, Illinois, yeah. and she told me. <laughs> you know, I never yeah. knew that. Never knew that. My first cousin. Uh, <laughs> love to Brother Speedy and the family. Uh, Deborah, what's been happening with you, and uh, how you doing these days? Well, I've been married for, what, 31 years? And um, I have two wonderful children. <laughs> In my eyes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they, um, you know, my daughter is a pharmacist, and my son is um, still trying to figure it out. But he mm-hmm. works. He's just, you know, mm-hmm. school is not for everybody. I, but I, um, I graduated. I got my bachelor's degree in social welfare, and um, I worked as a social worker, psychiatric social worker, up until five years when I retired. So I um I really really enjoyed my job, but I, I became a little ill, Keith. 
Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I had to, um, you know, when the good Lord say move it, move it. So I moved it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And um, it's not too now bad. She's no, it's not too bad being retired. <laughs> Took me all the way up until this year to find that out. <laughs> I hear you. And, but and she Robin, uh, retired. Deborah's been working since she was like nine years old. Yeah. yeah. Well, Damn. I had to, Keith, you know. You had to do what you had to do. I understand. I understand. Yeah. And Robin, uh, and we'll go with Robin on. Anybody who uh, remembers, uh, and I was telling, I talked to Robin yesterday, and I said I didn't even realize that uh, this young brother, I was, you know, you know, I used to follow high school basketball at one time, and uh, this brother, mm-hmm. Sergio McClain from Peoria Manual, mm-hmm. and uh, come to find out, again from Deborah Rogers and Dixie Kitchen Restaurant in Lansing, that we had a good conversation in that restaurant, but uh, come to find out that Sergio McLean is uh, Robin uh, Montgomery McLean's son, and, and, and the brothers mm-hmm. from old school remember Dwayne McLean from Villanova, the great uh, Villanova standout. That's Robin uh, Montgomery's husband. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so, Robin, go ahead. What's, how's things been going uh, since you came out of school, and, and what's happening with you these days? Um, well, um, I'm retired well, I'm too. Retired. <laughs> yeah, I retired, yeah, I retired two, years ago, two years ago. And I was, and I was, I was an administrator for. What's going on, Keith? Okay, I'm hearing yeah, yeah, echo. echo. Oh, really? Robin, do you. Do you still hear echo now? Speaker? No, no. Um, no, don't, I don't hear it now. Okay. But, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm a retired administrator from public schools. I worked in um, Peoria, Illinois. Um, school district and here in Champaign Public School District. And um, I have two kids. I graduated from Bradley University. You know, I I left South Shore and went to Bradley and graduated from there and um, moved here to Champaign probably about 12, 13 years ago. Um, My son played for University of Illinois um, basketball team, and my daughter um, is a school teacher. I have two grandbabies. Um, one grand, one is a boy and one's a girl. The the boy I want everybody to look out for because I think he might be a standout um, basketball player himself. His name is Sergio McClain Jr. Um, really? Okay. Like his dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a freshman this year <laughs> in high school. And I have a granddaughter that's brand new. She's um, not yet two years old. Um and I'm spending a lot of time with them. I'm doing some part-time consulting work right now for Champaign School District where I'm, you know, I'm doing maybe something like 10, 12 hours a week, which is enough work for me, Keith. And um, I, I, I'm just I, enjoying life. It's something. When, you, when, we, when we were younger, uh, I used to look at uh, people my age and say, damn, they're old. You know, but I tell <laughs> yeah. you, you know, but but when, but when you get there, you realize how young we really are still. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I still feel the same. Yes, which uh, is crazy because I thought my mother was old when she was thirty-two. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. yeah, exactly. Now let's let's go back yeah. to now now Dina. I want I'm going to talk uh, specifically to Dina right now because I want to talk about uh, her book, The Memoirs of Cancer, and I want to uh, ask Dina. Uh, about what influenced you to come up with uh, such a touching uh, uh, subject? 
Um, you know, I have to say first that I always wanted to write, and the person who inspired me to write was Mr. Kemper, who was my English teacher in South Shore. And um, I, but what made me write the book, Memoirs of Cancer, was that uh, I got cancer myself. I'm a cancer survivor, and I was stunned when I was going through my cancer experience to see how many African-American people were also going through a cancer experience. And so it made mm-hmm. me curious, and I started doing research on the subject, and I felt as if since we had the highest death rate in the United States for certain cancers, that it was imperative that I teach beyond the classroom and write the book and educate African-Americans about cancer, the cancer experience, and how they can um, avoid going into a cancer experience by eating um, better. And so that's really what motivated me to write the book. Mm-hmm. All right. When when you when you uh I know you you have the stories of ten individuals and and their 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 individual stories of their coping with with the disease. Was mm-hmm. it was it difficult was it difficult to get anyone to come on board with you and uh, that had to be a touching conversation as you were listening and, and writing and jotting notes down as to each and every one of their individual experiences. What what, what was that like uh, going through that process to get the information that you had to get. Um, the hardest part was getting African males, African-American males, to talk to me. And there's only two in the book. Um, I'm doing a second edition to that book now, so there will be some more African-American males. But they were really reluctant to talk, especially if they had had prostate cancer. They felt it was like a stigma, and they didn't want people to know that um, they had had prostate cancer. But I did get two people to talk. Um, the experience of interviewing those individuals was very moving, sometimes funny, because we wound up with many similar symptoms that uh, I discovered were unique to African Americans, like the darkening of our skin, uh, our hands and our feet turned very, very dark uh, as a result of the chemotherapy. So there was a lot of, th- a lot of things that I found out we had in common. And that experience is really a bonding experience, just like when you have friends in high school. When you find yourself in a cancer experience and you're with other people who are in that same experience, you, you develop a strong bond um, with these women or these men that you're going through chemotherapy with or radiation therapy with. And um, so it, it's... It's a very interesting experience. It's not one that I would wish on anyone mm-hmm. because it's a very difficult experience. But mm-hmm. it was very humbling interviewing those people. Wait till you see the second edition. Um, I have a young lady who is just going to blow your mind with her numerous cancer experience stories. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, But it's something that we need to know we need to learn about because when I found out I had cancer, the first thing I wanted to do was find a book with people who had had the experience before me and I wanted to mm-hmm. learn from them and there were no books like that. And that's mm-hmm. another reason that I wanted to write it. Um, Robin Robbins, is it Robinson? Yeah, she didn't write her book until um, I had become cancer-free by the time she had written her book. So mm-hmm. I wanted 
people to, African Americans to be able to pick up a book and not only read stories and make it relate, but also learn some things about their disease that they never knew before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, where okay. where can uh, anyone who's interested in picking up the book? Where can they where can they pick up the book? I imagine uh, I'll let you just go ahead and uh, tell us that. How can they get a copy um, of the you book? Can, you can pick it up in Barnes and Nobles, um, but the the easiest way is through Amazon.com. Um, mm-hmm. You can get it through Amazon.com, but you can go into Barnes and Nobles and get it. And it's in other bookstores too. I just don't know all the bookstores. I know you can get it from the publishing company, but I I, I suggest through Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, am I correct? And now I know uh, your mom. Who I, I remember your mom, uh, and she had she had this demeanor about herself. Uh, I know. I remember I used to come to the house. I don't know if you remember Robin. Me and Charles Kramer used to come and visit a couple of times. Oh, and, oh, I have heard yeah. Charles Kramer. That's, yeah, yeah, Charles Kramer. And, uh, yeah, I remember Charles Kramer. Yeah, and, and Miss, and, and your mom had this demeanor about herself that when she came down the stairs, it's almost like you wanted to stand up at attention and salute her. She just, she just had. A, <laughs> yeah. She had a way about herself. She had a way about herself. She had a way about herself. She carried herself in a way that she just had. This, Automatic respect for her, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was just right. there. Absolutely. It was just mm-hmm. there. Now, and I know that she she recently, uh, you know, she transitioned recently, and I I believe that uh, what I want to do now is, uh, since this is documented and recorded, and you can listen to it any any time you want to, I want I want you each individual of you to pay tribute to uh, your mom and each of you, and we'll start with uh, we'll start with Rachel. And just tell, tell us what kind of memories you have and what really makes you smile when it comes to thinking about Miss House. Um, actually, it was it was her singing. She had a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. Her voice was so beautiful that she she could have been famous singing. And I remember, you know, that getting up in the morning to her. Playing Porky and Bess, or or and and acting acting it out while she's singing, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was just that's that's my my best memory is hearing her her singing. And I wish we had a recording of her singing because that's yeah. one thing that we we don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I really miss. Dana, that's true. Oh wow, there were. So many things about her that I remember. She was a highly intelligent woman and very, very well read. Um, she she was a voracious reader, and she would teach us. She taught us so many things. The most important of which was how to think. Um, she taught us how to be thinkers and how to be good human beings and. She was just wonderful. Yeah, the singing, she was talented in a lot of ways. She could sing. She could act. She did act. She did sing with bands um, on occasion. And she did some plays. And she did some plays, yep. And so she pretty much did everything she wanted to do. She was that kind of person. And very, very progressive. She Loved African Americans. She loved her her race. She would be right behind Black Lives Matter. 
if she were alive today, she would be behind that movement 100%. That's how she was. That's the kind of person she was. And she loved children, which made me love children, which is why I became a teacher. But there are many, many things about her that I will always cherish, one of which was just the mere fact that she was my mother. Mm, there you go. Okay, Deborah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Where am I going to begin? That woman was my everything. Keith, uh, she, she, she taught me about love. She taught me to make decisions. She taught me I was somebody, you know, and I had a special gift. You know, and all those things had never, I've never been introduced to them until I met her. And, um, you know, she had me thinking about the future, you know, what were I, what was, would I want to be when I, you know, grew up, <laughs> you know, and I thought that was pretty exciting, you know. So it was just a heck of a journey for me. It really was. And, um, you know, she taught me to pronounce my words right, taught me how to cook. Wow. And I'll be doggone if I didn't learn. <laughs> I got to get a little keep. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, Robin, what you thinking, baby? Um, she she challenged us. Um, she challenged us to be the very best of whatever we were. She was that kind of woman where um, when we would come home from school, she was not that parent that would say, go in your room and do your homework, you know, don't come out till you're done. She was that parent that wanted to know what you learned today, how does it apply to your life, and what are you going to do next with the knowledge that you learned. So she she was on top of her yes, game. She, she had the A game. Yeah all the time, and when we would sit down for dinner, because she, uh, we all we all ate dinner at the table. Remember those days when everyone ate at the table? Oh, yeah. 5.30, maybe. That's right, same time every day, and mm-hmm. um, she would go around the table. We would have to have discussions on um, whatever was going on in the world and whatever was going on in our day. We had discussions at the table, and there no one had a pass where you could not, um, speak up about what was happening with you. No one had mm-hmm. a pass about giving an opinion. And I think that really developed us to be um, very strong women. We were very strong women. And then outside of that, because she did have a sternness about her, Keith, and that's when you said you mm-hmm. felt like you had to go to attention, she yes. did not play. So <laughs> we had to toe the line. 24-7, and if mm-hmm. anyone can remember, I mean, she was the mother that would show up at the school every yep. single day and just walk into our classrooms just oh, yeah. to see what the teachers were teaching us. And then, too, if we were clowning or messing up or anything like that, then, of course, <laughs> um, we would have to oh, you know, and, deal with that when and we got everybody, home. Everybody knew who she was. They'd always say, your mother's in the hallway. It's like, bitch, you just here yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knew Miss House. Yes. Yeah, her yes, parents' participation <laughs> was yes, on did. point. She didn't miss. She didn't miss a beat. So that's, you know, that's, uh, we, we had a great mom. She was a strong mom, and she fought for us. She fought for the rights of people. She was just amazing. And, um, 
and she was pretty stern at the same time. And that's that's mm-hmm. the part where, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're coming up, you, you like to be able to stay out past 11. We couldn't mm-hmm. stay out when, forget about it. It was like when it got One dark, half. we had to be in. Our friends were still out playing. We had to be in. We had to clean our house, our bedrooms up before we went to school in the morning. We had chores when we came home in the afternoon. I mean, we had a, a routine. She cooked three meals a day, every day. And when wow. we were in grade school, we would walk home for lunch, and we would have a full array of foods to eat for lunch. She was a very yeah, good mother. Yeah. Wow, that is uh, something else. Yeah, she, she, she's missed. Well, I, 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 I can imagine. What, what, what I'll do now, I'm, I, I close, I end the show, I always give the guests uh, an opportunity. We'll take a, another old school break to give you a chance to think about it because I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask each individual, one of you, to give a closing thought. Uh, just something from the heart that you want to share, put out there uh, for whomever. And I just want you to put it out there from the heart in a way that you want it to be received. So when we'll come back. We'll do that before we close. And so I'm going to give you a little time to think about that because I know that's a deep question. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so y'all, y'all hang with me. We'll come right back and then we'll go into it. We'll be right back. Ain't no school like the old school. I ain't gonna stop saying it. 
Mm-hmm. I want our music That's right. back. I want our music back. We can get our minds back. Okay, and mm-hmm. we are back. And we're going to take it into uh, that moment where we just put it out there and <clears throat> express yourself and uh, how you feel and whatever you want to put out. Uh, take as much time as you need. And we'll start with, uh, we'll start, of course, we got to start with the baby. We'll start with Rachel. Rachel, go <laughs> ahead with the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I would just say just be true to yourself. Love yourself. Love your family. Don't let petty grudges keep you from. Um, being with your family because, you know, nobody's promised tomorrow. And you want to make sure that you spend every day enjoying the people that you that you love. That's mm-hmm. very important because we have a lot, of, a lot of hate going on and a lot of grudges. And I'm not going to talk to my sister because she said this to me 25 years ago. Let some stuff go, be the bigger person, and reconnect. It's all about love, baby. That I hear you, baby. Love and laughter. You got to laugh. That's what keeps us young. That's okay, Deborah. Mm-hmm. Deborah? <laughs> Hello, Deborah. Are you with us? Can we lose Deborah? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Yeah, we oh, hear you. you. <laughs> okay. Right. Don't scare me. <laughs> okay, Keith, going over this has just brought back a lot of good memories, you know. And I'm just glad to say that, uh, you know, that I was involved in this because I feel good about my life. You know, I was very fortunate, you know, to be raised up by good people. And I have a good family also. You know, my brothers and sisters, I had two siblings that passed, you know, and um, I tell you, don't hit, don't hit close to that than that, you know. So I had to go through that struggle, but I'm here today to let you know that I'm still here, and I miss them. I love them, and they're still with me in my heart. So, you know, I'm just glad, you know, to be a part and you know be alive, and be happy, Ray, because I love to laugh. Always did. And girl, we're so happy you're alive. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, darling. Let the let the love go. Let the love go. I tell you, we got lots of love. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, Danny, you got the mic. Um, I would like to pay homage to not just my wonderful mother who passed away from cancer, but also to my excellent brother-in-law, Wayne McLean, who passed away from cancer as well. And he was named Mr. Basketball by Governor Ryan in Illinois. And he was a wonderful, wonderful human being, wonderful husband and father, Great brother-in-law. He is greatly missed. Um, And I'm going to dedicate my second edition to both he and my mother. And I hope that people read the book because my book is more than just stories about uh, African Americans and cancer. It's, It's educational. It educates you about 
cancer itself, the disease, the types of disease, the symptoms, and it's, it's just necessary for us to read and learn as much as we can so that we can stop being the number one nationality in this country that's dying from cancer. Wow, that's 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 deep. I I have to. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I didn't know yeah, about uh, Brother Dwayne. I didn't know about Brother Dwayne. I'm beautiful. sorry. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's. Um. I, I lost my husband in in um, 2014, and you know he had um, lung cancer, but he didn't share it with the family. So, you know, it goes along with that. Sometimes, you know, uh-huh. men are just more private. Mhm. They're okay, more well, private with with their illness and want to you know try and be strong and and all that for the family. So Dina, that's awesome that you're dedicating that to him. I appreciate that. Is, that. that is awesome, baby. Okay, Robin, um, when you I think you got the mic in hand, go you got on. the mic in your hand. So keep on rolling. You got it. <laughs> okay, I I think um, what's important and and it and it's hard because you know when you when you say something like that, there's so many things that you want to say because you want to help people feel this way or that way or, or, or move folks to, to, to go deeper inside themselves. But I think what's, what's important in relation to this show that you have, which I think is so awesome, Keith, bless your heart. Um, right. It reminds us of who we were. And when you hit our age <laughs> in life, you know, you, you have those moments where you forget who you were. And you forget yep. who you are, and you don't think that you can go forward with certain things because you don't really remember what you have in you. And mm-hmm. I think what I'd like to say to, to anybody that's listening is remember who you are. Reach inside yourselves and reach inside your souls because all that greatness that made you you is there, and it's there to help you through whatever you have to go through. And know that whatever good is in you, no matter what's going on with your kids, it's in your kids because yeah. you help put it there. So help push your kids forward. Remember how you needed that little push when you were younger and help push your kids forward. They're adults now, and you want them to carry on that into their children and help push them forward. And, and and the group that we came up with in the South Shore era, those were strong African-American people. Mm-hmm. We were strong. So let's just continue that and let that blood flow through our families and even into our grandbabies and remind them of who you were and remind them of who you are and and celebrate who you are within your person. I, th- I think that's what, what I want to yeah, that's Rob, beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You, yes, you also, it is. I want to thank take you. a moment to uh, give the most heartfelt thank you. Uh, you all have humbled me by all agreeing to come on together. Uh, this show started, it was in the making about two years ago. I was talking to Dina, and we were going to do a show on her book. And, uh, you know, life keeps going and don't wait for you. And then here we go now. And mm-hmm. we talked about it again. And I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Man, there's other. We we have Robin, Rachel. We have uh, we have uh, uh, Deborah. Let's uh, let's mm-hmm. let's let's get the sisters on. Let's do a Montgomery sister show, and uh, and it all came about. And uh, I think it was a beautiful show. I want to thank you all for coming on. 
And thank you for having this show. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to keep the spirit alive. I want to say in parting, I want to say to, uh, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power, peace and good night. Good night. Good night. night. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.
You have been listening to We Are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio Network. Peace.